Thank you. Seems like I'll make this work <laughs> this morning. Oh, there we go. Okay. It is Remembrance Sunday today. Uh, the First World War came to an end, Armistice Day, 1918, on the 11th hour of the 11th month, and uh, of the 11th day of the 11th month, so 11 a.m. on the 11th of November. And so during this week, on the 11th of November, there ought to be a minute silence at 11 a.m. And uh, I've been in shops where it's happened in the past. But on the Sunday nearest to then, which is usually the first Sunday in, or first or second Sunday in November, we remember these things together. <clears throat> we remember that those, those who, the United Kingdom and its overseas territories at that time and its allies who gave their lives in two world wars. Those wars were not a simple matter of good versus evil. No war is that, no matter how politicians paint them. Yet the issue of liberty and freedom played a great part in those wars. Aggressors, in the First World War it was Germany and the Ottoman Empire. And in the Second World War it was Germany, its allies on the West and Japan in the East, had invaded other nations, were enslaving peoples and killing whole populations. They had to be opposed. And today we remember that fight to liberate from oppression, to bring freedom back to nations and to peoples. And we give thanks for that effort. We pray that we may never have to do it again. Um, let's pray, shall we? We thank you, Father, that freedom was contended for and people even went to battle for not even their own land but for the lands and the lives of others to deliver them from oppression from extermination even and we ask you Lord Jesus today that you'll keep us vigilant for true freedom not for a fake freedom as some declare it we pray that you'll give us peacemakers in the governments of the nations who pursue the good of all, not even just their own people, but the good of all. We ask it in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Okay, that's working. Freedom is often seen as a Western value, but it's actually a Christian value, which is why it became a Western value, because Christianity is predominant in, was, or was predominant in the West. It's a Christian value. Jesus is the liberator. Jesus came and died and rose again to give us freedom. Famous scripture, John 8.34, Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. A slave doesn't live in the house forever, but a son lives forever. If the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. It was the mission statement of the Messiah from the book of Isaiah that Jesus proclaimed in a synagogue in Galilee. 
He read it out from Isaiah 61, that he had come to proclaim liberty, freedom to the captives, the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Freedom from what? Well, from Satan, from sin, from the condemnation of God's just law. God's law measures and condemns sin and finds all of us guilty, but we're delivered through Jesus from the condemnation of God's justice and delivered from death. So Paul writes to to the Christians in Galatia, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty, freedom, by which Christ has made us free. Do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. The yoke that Paul's thinking of there is both being bound up in sin and living under the condemnation of the law, which offered some avenue for forgiveness for sins, but could never break the power, the inward power and control of sin. Stand firm in the freedom that Jesus has given us. If the Son has set you free, we are free indeed. Romans chapters 5 through 8 teach us the grounds of this freedom in Jesus. Detailing out line by line how and why we are now free because of the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. And how that works in life. There's, of course, not time this morning to explore the teaching here, but let me give you one great liberating headline. Romans 6.14 For sin shall not have dominion, shall no longer be your master over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. If Jesus is your saviour and Lord, he is your liberator, freedom maker. He has made you free. Let me paint a little word picture of that for you. There was a man called Barabbas who was a criminal and he was condemned to death and he was in prison cell overnight. But when they arrested Jesus and the crowd in Jerusalem were given a choice between one man being set free that day, Jesus or Barabbas, they chose Barabbas. Barabbas walked free the day that Jesus took his place on the cross. And you are free because Jesus paid the price. For you. Your freedom too was bought with the blood of Christ. So we sing, we didn't sing this morning, but we sing it many times in Lighthouse. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. That ransom was the work of the cross. So stand, live in this freedom, and don't go back to your old prison, old ways of thinking, ways of behaving, attitudes. Uh, um, actions but then Paul said stand firm stand in the freedom that Christ has given you but he makes further down in the same chapter another contrasting statement he says for you brothers and sisters have been called to freedom but do not use freedom as an opportunity for the flesh for your selfish sinful human nature. But through love, serve one another. For all the law, all God's good and just law, is fulfilled in one word, even in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Our freedom is not to be used selfishly, but to serve others. Peter writes something very similar in 1 Peter 2. Therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors or to those 
who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. As free, he's talking to Christians, Christians who are free, but not using freedom as a cloak for vice, for wickedness, but as bondservants of God. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. This freedom or liberation can be described in terms of our three traditional historic enemies. First of all, the world. Human, godless society with its social media, particularly. We are freed from conforming to this world and its ways. If you're a Christian, you're free not to join in, not to conform, to be different. You're energized from a different source, from heaven. You're not living for the same principles and the same purpose and the same ambitions. We don't need to follow the crowd. We follow Christ. We don't need the world's applause or approval. And then we're also set free from flesh, from sinful, fallen, sinful, selfish human nature. We're freed from obeying selfish appetites and ambitions. We're freed from needing to be bound up in addictions. And we're freed, sorry I should have been doing this, and we're freed also from the devil. We're freed from his control. We can reject his deceits, his lies. We can avoid his traps. And in this life too, Jesus is able to deliver us from disease. Now I can't give you any justification why that is sometimes so and sometimes isn't, but we can call on him, call on his name to help us and deliver us even from disease. But at the end, he will deliver us from death and destruction. We shall then be truly forever free. But even now, Jesus sets us free. So we are free as Christians to do what? To please ourselves? To disobey God's law? doesn't matter anymore. To act selfishly without concern for others? To rebel against human governors and laws? No, we're not free in those senses. And there's a false kind of freedom which is particularly preached, or shall I say proclaimed, by many populist leaders in the world today. And it's not freedom at all, because it's freedom to do what you want to do and let the rest go to wherever. It has no concern for other people, no concern for the common good, for the needs of the weak and the poor and the minorities. That is not freedom. Not at all. For us Christians, we are freed from sin to serve Christ. We are freed from self-interest to serve others. And that includes seeking, quite a bit of Americanism here, liberty and justice for all. Christians have a duty to pursue freedom for all. Freedom from persecution, freedom from oppression. So we should resist prejudice and oppression at every level of life. Many of those calling for freedom today are actually doing so with self-selfish interest. That is not the spirit of Jesus. That's not Christian at all. Jesus is our liberator. Jesus sets us free to live for him, to learn to be like him. 
My freedom as a Christian is to be unlike the world, to be gloriously different, to live by a higher calling, a better lifestyle, a healthier mindset, with more noble attitudes and actions than others. And that is so, that, so we set ourselves up as if we're better. But we are in, we're empowered and enriched by the grace of God to do better, to live better, to be better people, all to the glory of God's grace. Jesus sets us free to be what we could never be without him. I'm going to pray. And then we're going to break bread together. And uh, uh, worship team here, if you want to carefully distance and go and get one of these. If you're at home, uh, well, you are at home, please, you don't, we, you can't, we can't give you one of these little contraptions, which has got bread and, and grape juice in it. But get some bread or substitute and some wine or grape juice or substitute. And we will together here in the building, our small crew here and at home, Participate together today in, again, remembering the Lord Jesus. It's Remembrance Sunday. <clears throat> we remember the fallen. After the First World War, monuments were put up around the United Kingdom uh, to honour the dead of the First World War. And within 20 years or so later, they had to open up a new panel. They had to write a new section for those who'd fallen in the Second World War too. And today... People are visiting such cenotaphs, such, such, such uh, uh, memorials. But today, we honour that memory of those who sacrificed their lives for the sake of freedom. But more than anything else, we honour Jesus, who gave his body and blood on the cross to buy us, to redeem us, to ransom us from being captives to the world, the flesh, and the devil, to being captives to sin and give us glorious freedom as the children of God. So, today again we remember. We take the bread over which at the Last Supper Jesus said, this is my body broken for you. Take you all and eat of it. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your body. Jesus used the last cup of wine at that Passover meal, which they celebrated. It was called the cup of blessing. He pronounced a blessing to God over it. It's interesting what Jesus did say over that cup. This is the cup of the new covenant made in my blood, given for many. Drink you all of it. I won't drink of the fruit of the vine again until I drink it again new in my Father's kingdom. Remember Jesus gave his blood on the cross so that we too might be free indeed.